Hello and welcome to Coffee's Ready Podcast, a snapshot of people and their stories. My name is Francisco Heredia and I am your host. Coffee's Ready is a podcast where I sit together with people to drink coffee and have a little chat. What I'm looking for are the stories that are not typically shared over an everyday conversation because we all have those stories and they make us the person that we are today. Coffee's Ready is a platform for people to share experiences. This is episode number six, which means we are already halfway through the first season of Coffee's Ready Podcast. I want to thank each and all of you for listening until now. I hope you are enjoying the show. In this episode, Hanneke Bax is a speech therapist. She has been interested in human voice since she was very young. She speaks about growing up with music and how she started her own practice. This conversation was recorded on January 14, 2019. And now, the call is ready. From Johanna. Hanneke is short from that, what I understood, but my parents just called me Hanneke and not Johanna. <laughs> Johanna, okay, but Johanna is not your name. Or is there someone no. in your family called Johanna? Yes, I have actually. My great grandmother was called Johanna. My aunt is called Johanna. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was their, my parents' idea to really use a little bit of a family name. Okay. I will ask them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a homework for today. Yes. Um, just to get things out of the way, you know, when you are at parties and the first thing that people say is, what do you do for work? Yes, I'm a speech therapist. I studied speech therapy and after working two and a half years for, uh, yeah, as an all-round speech therapist, so with children and adults, I decided to completely specialize into voice and voice disorders. And I have a practice um, where I see people with voice problems or other problems in the throat. And next to that, I work with an ear nose throat doctor and I work in a conservatory in Rotterdam where I work with musical theater students on their voice. Oh, a lot, a lot of different things, but all related to the voice. Yes. Uh, how come you were interested in the voice? I was doing singing lessons in high school and then I read uh, about how the voice works. I was really interested in, in, in yeah, the mechanics or the human mechanics, I don't know how to call it, but mm -hmm. in, uh, well, the breathing and the vibration and the resonance and how that works. Well, as I really loved singing and theater, mm -hmm. for me, it was an interesting step to investigate more and to learn more about it. Do you mean that you love singing, people singing or singing yourself? I also love singing, yes. And I also love to listen to people So and I and I love to sing already, well as a kid. Mm -hmm. So even since little. Yes. So you are actually professional singer as well. Mm, that's always a difficult question because I I didn't do conservatory, but I okay. had a lot of singing lessons and I have singing experience, but I don't earn my money with it. So I think yeah. you are a professional if you earn your money with it yeah, or if be. you did conservatory. It depends, depends on the definition of professional, right? But, yes. But you're a trained. Singer, I'm a trained so singer, to say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anything in particular that you like to sing? Well, in Dutch we call it Kleinkunst, which is more uh, theatrical songs, more kind of storytelling. Well, in Dutch. But last year I also discovered more about world music, and I'm not very specialized in it, but I love to listen to, to flamenco, to fado, to Brazilian music lately. Mm -hmm. So I love all different 
kind of sounds. Yeah. And I'm, I like to experiment a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> any concerts coming up soon? Uh, let me see. Yeah, from students first, where they also all studied uh, different musical styles. Mm -hmm. And then, well, tomorrow we are probably going to a kind of concert about the first album of Björk. Ah, okay. The Isla Iceland, the yeah. singer from Iceland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From her uh, first oh album, what I understood, I don't know, Guille picked it, so... Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Guille being... My boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Your Guille, that's, that's not a Dutch name, I think. No, no, it's uh, short for Guillermo, and uh, he is Spanish, my Spanish boyfriend. He's Spanish, yeah. okay. <laughs> is this uh, where the interest for flamenco comes from? No. No, actually, two weeks before I met him, I started flamenco lessons. Mm -hmm. I went to an opera, Carmen. Although Carmen is more classical music, but mm -hmm. I was really inspired by the strength of Carmen and the energy. And then suddenly I thought, I also want to work on that energy. So mm -hmm. let's start dancing flamenco. And there was a course starting close by. So I started dancing flamenco. And two weeks later, I met this guy called Guille. How did you meet? In a wedding. Of In a wedding. Mm -hmm. friends of him and uh, a friend of mine was there at the wedding and she was alone and she asked me to be her plus one for the party so I was there a bit unexpected but then suddenly I met Gije. <laughs> okay so she came with a plus one and then left without, <laughs> without plus, plus one, one. Yeah. <laughs> okay that was very nice <laughs> yes I was a very good plus one <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> very well um so I understand then that well, maybe we didn't mention it before, but you are Dutch. Yes. Mm -hmm. Are you also from here, from Eindhoven? No, no, I'm from Amsterdam area. Because I knew, I mean, we know each other from before, but you were living in Utrecht. Yeah, that's true. I am from Amsterdam area originally, and then when I wanted to start, uh, study speech therapy, I first was looking in Utrecht, but I didn't like the atmosphere there so much, and because I was really interested in the voice, and mm -hmm. they didn't uh, offer so many uh, voice subjects, mm -hmm. then I moved to a bit further, so then I moved to Eindhoven to study there, because they had more subjects about voice and singing and theater. So I studied in Eindhoven, then I wanted to go a little bit more back to the center of the country. So yeah. I went to Utrecht, but then I met my boyfriend from Eindhoven. And mm -hmm. so I moved back. I am back. <laughs> where, where, where do you study voice? Uh, in Fontis, the University yeah. of Applied Science okay. for paramedic studies. So I studied speech therapy there and voice is only one out of many subjects within yeah. the speech therapy. Yeah. And then later I did a lot of courses more related to voice, especially and singing voice. You mentioned the Amsterdam area as your place of origin. Is your family also from there? Yeah, my fa father is from Amsterdam North and my mother from Amstelveen, which is in the south of Amsterdam. Uh, what did they do? Uh, my father is retired. He was a biology teacher. Now he's enjoying his time bird watching and, and doing things in the nature. So, And my mother is, I don't know what it is in English, in Dutch it's orthopedagog. Uh -huh. which means uh, she studied ped pedagogy uh -huh. and uh, she has a practice to help uh, children with problems at school or problems with learning. Well, she's also in a transition of getting retired, but she uh -huh. really loves what she's doing. So 
it's on hard. one hand, she doesn't want to stop uh, because before she was a teacher, so this was already uh, something that she studied later. So uh-huh. yeah, for her, her, this is like the new career. And uh, yeah, she's still yeah. she's still fresh on this. I I find it well not funny, but I find it curious that your father did something with biology, and then your mom do, now does something with um, teaching or or. Yeah, you as you put it, people with problems. So mm-hmm. do you think that maybe there was some influence on what you do now from them? Well, not especially in biology, I think, because as a kid, I was very proud that my father was a biologist. Mm-hmm. But later I started to be so bored with all the birds and the plants when we were on vacation. So I really was not interested in uh, flora and fauna for a long time. So that is something that I'm interested in the last years. And... What my mother was doing, I think I found it interesting, but I didn't know so much about it. But my love for music mm-hmm. is runs in the family. My, my grandfather was an organ player and his mm-hmm. brother was an organ player and a conductor. Oh. Mm-hmm. And my uncle is uh, also playing in an orchestra and my aunt is playing the piano. So uh, the love for music was already in the family. Mm-hmm. And my mother is yeah. singing in a choir, so... But ah, wow. Um, but yeah, maybe it's influenced. My sister is a doctor, so I think the combination between music and medics or paramedics maybe, maybe is in my veins, I don't know. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Do you remember them being surrounded by music even as you were a child? Yeah. Always. Yeah, we we the only reason we went to church was to see my grandfather play. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. uh-huh. that is my like earliest memory in music that we were in the church and there was like a little window in the back of the church with a curtain and my father could open the curtains and then secretly he was waving at us and of course he couldn't do it officially but from yeah. time to time he was trying to take our attention <laughs> so uh, yeah i think th- those are my earliest memories and poof. oh yeah and as a kid i found it very strange if people didn't have a piano in their house for me having a piano in your house was the same as having a dining table for other people i was always a bit looking like where where is the piano in this house <laughs> so uh, is there a piano in your house now? Yes, okay. electric piano. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's modern times. And uh, now, for example, you mentioned your father going out and uh, watching birds. Mm-hmm. Did he also take you then outside to the forest or this is something that you did on yourself? Or Yes, we went a lot to the forest where other kids went to theme parks and mm-hmm. things like that. We went to the forest museum. So as a kid, I was a bit jealous of people going to McDonald's or going to uh, theme parks or things. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we did uh, <laughs> we went to the forest. Yeah. So a lot of times I was having some resistance against it. Yeah. But I don't know, the last years I'm really enjoying it and to learn more about plants and and uh, so yeah, they really took me and I think my interest is partially coming from there. But for a yeah. long time, I really had a, a anti-movement yeah. <laughs> against it. So yeah. Um, what other interests do you have, Hannah? Plants. <laughs> No, my I am Gia says that I'm obsessed with plants mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, I, it's really nice to see them grow and to take care of them. So music, plants, cooking. I like to try new things. So eating is also one of my interests. 
Yeah, well, it matches the cooking, I think. Yeah. No? Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, to, to try new things. Yeah. Are there any uh, new things that you have tried recently? We had dinner at uh, the place of an uh, Eritrean colleague of mm -hmm. Gijin. Yeah. And I really tried some completely different flavors. It's mm -hmm. not that I really loved everything, but it's really interesting to see the different kind of flavors that they have and the things that they like. What kind of things are there in the Eritrean cuisine? Uh, well, you have the injara, what you eat normally if you go outside, which are kind of pancakes, I think made of buckwheat or no, teff. And then you have a lot of, yeah, kind of curries. Mm -hmm. that you eat with your hands. I love eating with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Everything tastes better if you eat with your hands, it's true. You, you have told me about different projects that you are doing, like the conservatory and your own practice, but what's the company called? Bestemming bereikt, trainingen en logopedie. Oh, that's a very nice. <laughs> Which means bestemming means destination, bereikt mm -hmm. means reached. Yeah. But within the word bestemming, you also have the word stem, which is Dutch for voice. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit, or stembereik within is also about vocal range. So it's a kind of melt between. It's kind of a word play. Knowing yeah. where you want to go yeah. and using your voice for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, well, I started it actually, I think, eight years ago. I have to look it up. Normally I get like a pop-up from LinkedIn, like, oh, your yeah. company exists. Don't worry, we'll look it up. But <laughs> I started uh, with like one project that I was asked in the TUE to give mm -hmm. a, a workshop. So then I thought, okay, then I want to do it in an official way. I want to start a company, a workshop company. So yeah, I started with one workshop and then I gave another workshop somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't do things for a long time. And later I, well, quit my jobs because I was not happy with it. I was having a lot of temporary jobs and the company was more something, side project, more a possibility to give workshops if I wanted. So I was a bit in a crisis. <laughs> mm -hmm. I worked very hard and I really, I was burned out. Mm -hmm. Not completely that I couldn't do anything, but yeah. uh, I was so tired and stressed and I didn't realize it until one summer that I couldn't relax in my vacation. Oh. Mm -hmm. So then I took it more easy. I quit one out of my three jobs. Three jobs, okay. <laughs> yes. okay. But it was all part-time jobs, but it was ah, like working in the morning yeah. in a school, working in the afternoon in a practice. Tuesday in a school, Wednesday morning in a school, afternoon practice, Thursday other practice, Friday, uh, sometimes in the school, sometimes not. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit chaotic. So I quit one job and then uh, the contract in the school ended. Mm -hmm. Then I also decided to quit my other job because I wanted to move out from Eindhoven. Yeah. So I traveled for three months. And after that, I was really looking, okay, what would I like to do? Because I like a lot of different things. The artistic side, I like the medical side, I like the kind of spiritual side. Um, so how could I combine things? And I was kind, kind of sure that I didn't want my own practice. But I thought, yeah, the only way to do it is to have your own practice. The only way to mm -hmm. do what you want yeah. is having your own practice. So that is how I started and I found one practice 
in Amsterdam mm -hmm. or a space where which I could rent two mornings per week. So I started there. So really things build up slowly. And then I thought, okay, I need to make a goal. I want to have whatever, 16 clients per week by the end of one and a half year later. Mm -hmm. So that already gave a lot of relaxation, like, okay, I have a lot of time to yeah. change or to, to change things, to look for my way. And I moved to Utrecht. So I thought, well, it's also good to start something in Utrecht. I have more chances. But then the, both practices started to grow a lot and I reached my goal that I made. So that's very good. And at some point it got so busy in both practices that I decided to focus on one. So then I worked in uh, Utrecht only, but one month later I got asked to work one day per week in Amsterdam with the near Nostro doctor. So yeah, yeah. yeah finally uh, <laughs> things come on my way and I'm very thankful. I think, well, I like a lot what I do. I like to share. I share it because I want to share and not because I want to have a higher status or something. So mm -hmm. I think I work without ego. I think things are going well and I meet nice people on the way, nice projects in my mind, but also exist through working together. So at this point, I have the feeling I don't have to work so hard to reach things. I have to work hard to not do too many things. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's quite of a luxurious position, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's nice. You traveled for three months before starting your, your practice. Yep. Where did you go? To Nepal. To Nepal? Yes. Oh, why of all places? Through, well, in my crisis period, I uh, was learning about mindfulness and I found it very interesting. And at that point I thought, oh, I really want to learn more about Buddhism. So I need to go to Asia. Asia was a relatively safe place to travel alone. I wanted to learn more about Buddhism, so that was a good uh, combination. And then, yeah, I just started Google imaging <laughs> Asian countries. And then when I saw the pictures of Nepal, I thought, wow, this, is, this, this feels good. I really need to go there. I decided to take it easy, spend three months in the same country, also staying in the same place for a while and meeting your people, time. taking yeah. my time, yeah. doing a retreat, doing a longer hike. Trekking, yeah. So oh, nice. I don't know Nepal, huh? but mm -hmm. what, what is it like over there? Yeah, I remember a lot. I When I entered, it was very difficult mm -hmm. because it's not calm at all. It stinks. You smell the burnt plastic. So every time now when I smell something really dirty, I directly have images of Nepal. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good side. <laughs> there are cows everywhere. There is, there is not like five driving lanes. It's just um, the amount of lanes that there are cars next to each other. Yeah. So that is what I remember when I entered that everything was like crazy. And when I told people, they said, then don't go to India because India is much worse. Uh -huh. And I remember the barking dogs the whole day and the night and the heavy thunderstorms. So when I arrived, it was really poof. It was quite uh, tough. And I lived with a family at that moment. Mm -hmm. I, I did some homestay and I the first week I got some lessons about culture and language okay. to, well, as a woman alone, to have a kind of base. 
So that is my first memory. Like I went to the tourist area and I couldn't open a map because there were like five people coming towards me to ask me things if I if they if they could help me. And I already find out found out that a lot of the help is not for free. <laughs> so yeah. finally they ask you something. Yeah. But later on, I started to be more relaxed after the first weeks in Cap Andu, where I was also teaching a little bit in a school, but more to have a kind of base activity to get to know mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. Then I started traveling. I was more with tourists. I met a friend, my old housemate, who was traveling through Asia at that moment. So mm-hmm. we spent two weeks together and that was really nice. And from that moment with the traveling, I really started to enjoy it. If you are alone, it's so easy to meet people. And mm-hmm. that is something that I, I never realized. I was quite afraid to be alone, to traveling. But it was more difficult to be alone than to meet other people. So sometimes you were thinking, oh, now I want to have breakfast alone somewhere. So I was finally eating alone somewhere and enjoying my alone time. And then you meet another amazing person. So that was uh, quite a luxurious problem, but (laughs) I, I really enjoyed my time. So at first it was very hard. Also because I was coming from my burnout, so still some stress had to come out and I cried a lot. And uh, But later I really started to enjoy it and the people are so friendly. Just in the very touristic area, they are. it's difficult, but um, in the more calm areas, people are so nice and friendly mm-hmm. and, uh, and the mountains are amazing. So you have really the lowlands, like, yeah, sea level until the highest mountain in the world. So it's a big variety in landscape yes, yeah. and that is uh, really nice. You already have your mind on your next destination? Yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) In February, uh, I have some nice things planned. I'm going with for a weekend with two friends to the Ardenna. Since a couple of years, uh, we have a kind of yearly weekend together. Oh. uh And uh, now we pick the Ardenna. And the week afterwards, I'm going to Estonia Uh to uh, visit Alvisa and Christy. Oh, listen to previous episode. Christy, (laughs) Christy Krisk. Yes. Because, uh, well, we visited them in summer a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. Yeah. And now we already always said, like, yeah, we also really want to see it in winter. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so cold and uh, let's yeah. see how it is. So, okay. Uh, Very well. Um, so um, I think maybe it's a good time to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, if people would like to know more about your work or to get in touch with you, where can they do that? Uh, Poof, I have my website. It's a bit difficult because it's completely in Dutch, oh. but you can see my Instagram page, which is my name with Hanneke.box. Yeah. Or if you type in hanekebox.nl, you will come also at my page. Uh, Hanneke, thank you very much. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but thank you very much. <laughs> see you next time. You're welcome. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram and SoundCloud at Coffee's Ready Podcast. Feedback is always welcome. Tell us what you like and what could be improved. This will make the show better every time. The music is Happy Rock by bensound.com and the cover photography is by Annie Spratt. Until the next time.